Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. I'm Rob Cisternino, the aptly named Rob Has a Podcast, where we're creating a fun, smart conversation around reality TV games like Survivor. And this March, Survivor Game Changers is finally here. Join me weekdays for episode recaps, player interviews, and of course, your feedback. So if you're ready for a game change in your own Survivor experience, Download Rob Has a Podcast at podcastone.com on the Podcast One app or subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Get it on. And welcome to uh, CarCast. I'm Adam Carroll. It's Matt, the moderator. DeAndre over Hello. there. Hello, man. All right. We're fresh off of Amelia Island. I wouldn't say fresh. Not fresh. <laughs> uh, enjoyable, uh, for sure. Kind of a uh, crazy odyssey for us and me and travel and the work week and stuff like that. I couldn't have, you know, it was it was funny because when they said uh, Bill Warner, the guy who runs it, great guy, really and thanks really, to Bill, by the way. Yeah. Man, really what a good dude. Really reminds me of Carol Shelby. Yeah. And his speaking, his mannerism, and whatever. And he's a big dude. Yeah. He when he said to me, Hey, I'd like to bring you out to Millie Island, we're in Florida, you know, and do this car show and bring some of your cars and, and so on and so forth and moderate a panel and this, that and the other. And I said I thought my first impulse was Florida, hmm. Not close. Like, I, I think of right. everything in terms of how long it's going to take me to get there and how long it's going to take me to get out of there. Or, like, how many flights do they have yeah. or whatever is it is. Is there a day of travel, a half a day of travel? Yeah, like, like it, if we know. can hit it from Burbank, like, it, it's really, my life has come down to how long, where are you? Which is when when we do some gig in Sacramento in an Indian casino and there are 5,000 flights leaving Burbank and... The gig is Friday night, yeah. and Mike August tells Matt or whatever, and we book a flight out of Burbank at 5.30, and I just tell him, good, meet me Friday. What time's the show? It's 8 o'clock Friday night. And it's like, all right, meet me at the shop at uh, 4.30 on Friday. Yeah. We'll just have Nick drop us off, and we'll be on the flight. And we'll be in Sacramento by 6.30. We'll be at the hotel by 7. I'll be on stage at 8.05. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have an 8.33 flight out the next morning. That's a nothing. Or, or if you can't get a morning flight and it's too late to fly into Burbank at night, you just you, you drive back. Yeah, or, or, or whatever. Like, you know, I don't to, care. Try to catch an, an hour that's, of sleep. That's easy. <laughs> but Florida was like, oh, that's Florida. Now, what I didn't know about Amelia Island is it's Jacksonville. And what I didn't really know about Jacksonville is no Burbank and no direct flights from LAX. So yeah. I just went like, oh, yeah, I'll get, I guess we'll fly LAX and we'll fly into Florida and we'll just yeah. figure this out. But I didn't get the uh, layover and the no direct flights and that kind of stuff. So I, that was I like. I can't figure out why. Everybody else we talked to flew directly, not from LA. Right. Any, any other place in the country, they flew right in. Right. So that was us. So that was, uh, that was the first thing. And we, and the second thought I had when he said, you want to come out to Florida? Now, he said this in December or something, yeah. you know, coming out to Amelia Island. And I said, yeah. But my f- first, second, third th- thought was, 
I'm doing a live one-hour TV show on Spike, and I don't even know what the show is at this point. And I know how much work and how much how how many gray hairs you'll get, how much hand wringing and how much whatever, like the odyssey that doing one of these shows is when there's no show. When you're doing a show and they go, we're bringing back match game, super easy. It's like, how do you do it? Get six panelists. Sure. This guy hosts two contestants. They got a match. Done. It's so done. But when you go, you're going to build stuff live, it's like, I don't even know what that is. I I don't know what the segments are. How do we start? What's the guest doing? Or do we sit down and interview them? Are we standing the whole time? All you know is how much time you have because it's live. So there's no, like, time is the only thing you know. Right. So I said, (laughs) when are we doing this? When When is Amelia Island? And he gave me the date. And I said, okay, that'll be two weeks into shooting my show. So... It's not going to be week one clusterfuck where nobody knows anything. Right. And everyone's sending people emails that, oh, through the weekend in the middle of the night, we got to fix this. Or or even shit like legal department said we can't do that or whatever it is. Sure. So I was like, all right, we'll have the first or second show, you know, a couple shows under our belt. And then we'll be we'll we'll have our little rhythm down. So I can get out that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been nice. Uh, Yeah. But then. (laughs) They moved the show start to two weeks later, which then meant Amelia Island was the weekend before shooting the show on Tuesday. Yeah. Which meant, you know, and that means, oh, you got to rehearse all day on Thursday and that, or they want yeah, you at, Friday. At this point, you're not counting days, you're counting hours. You know, right. you just got to go by where well, we're 70 hours, 40 hours, 30 hours away from doing a show. The actual right. live show, not the preparation. Right. So Saturday night, I was in uh, Matt's room. And we brought Nate Adams out there because we're shooting stuff and we were editing. Editing a piece. And then somebody dropped, like, somebody at the hotel dropped underneath the door, slid in the door, like, this script. For, right. And he's like, you, we need your comments on this as well. Right. So there went <laughs> my Florida vacation because of this. And because of having to rehearse all day on Friday. Yeah. Which they, uh, sorry, on Thursday, which they wanted to do on Friday, we had to leave on a red eye at 11.30, fly to Atlanta. We ended up pulling into Amelia Island at like 8 in the morning or something. Well, we got to the airport at like 8. We got to Amelia, you know, it was about 9, a little after 9, got a car, uh, you know, um, and, and Infinity uh, sent us a car. and But that was, that was it. Like, we're totally sleep deprived and completely disoriented uh, the entire time. Then we had this little gem, which is uh, I had to moderate this thing on Friday. <laughs> like I have to work. So to moderate this panel on Friday, which is fine. But uh, like I said, once you get onto my schedule, everything just becomes work. It, yeah. It, it, you can't enjoy it anymore because it's just work. And then we're going to shoot a bit all day on yeah. Saturday. The, the panel was cool, but that was even like a whole bigger deal than I thought it was going to be. It, it, the funny – so we showed up. And uh, the guy who runs the thing, Bill, is like, you got your cars out on the lawn? And we're like, no. No. And like, we're showing two Japanese race cars. Yeah. So I, I thought he was joking. Four months ago, he said, can we bring your two Japanese race cars, yeah. the BRE Roadster and the uh, Newman GT1 Championship car, can we bring them to Amelia and display them in our Japanese race category? 
And I said, sure. You just If you pay for the shipping, if you pick them up, you can yeah. have them. And he said, okay. Then we got there, and we went to the lawn. And they had 12 other Japanese race cars, but not my Japanese race cars. They had, like, the signs for the car. <laughs> Adam Carolla's but car. No cars. No cars. <laughs> so we just landed. Now, you got to keep in mind... The sleep deprivation is through the fucking roof. Like we're just, I'm disoriented. The the first class flight was not a first class flight, and I have no idea where we are, what time it is, or what's going on. And we're just standing in the middle of a golf resort in Amelia Island, and we're saying to the guy who runs the whole thing, uh, "We didn't see our two cars on the lawn." And he looks at us and he goes, "Where are they?" And we go, <laughs> "They left my shop a week ago. I don't know." Well, you better get them on the lawn. We said, I don't know where they, yeah. I don't know where they are. Well, you better find out. I said, I, 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 have no, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know, I don't know where the cars and are. That was I the other crazy part is we, we didn't talk to anybody. Like he didn't, he didn't punt this down to any of his team. Like you and I both spoke to Bill Warner, who's the the founder of this group. He's got a staff. He has twelve people and four hundred volunteers at this event. Right, right. And we only spoke to him, so it wasn't like we could go to his right hand man or third or fourth down the chain. Like we literally had no idea who to talk to. There so, was no contact, no emails, phone number, nothing. But we said, we don't know where the cars are. And he said, well, it's the entrance responsibility to get them out on the lawn. And he walked away. <laughs> he was busy. And we were, let's just looked at each other and went, I don't, what do we do? I thought he was joking. I don't know. Where I was these, waiting for somebody else to come back and go, we got it. I knew he wasn't joking. And I also knew that these cars were just shipped drunk. to Florida and were, Pretty much just going to be shipped back without anyone, without them leaving a semi truck. But I had no idea where yeah. the semi truck was or anything like that. So uh, luckily, we got uh, TK and um, Tommy Kendall, and we got hold. We went down to lawn, and now it's like Friday, end of the day. Yeah. And all the cars are out there. And then they're like, some guys bring their cars in at like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Most guys just leave them out and cover them up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, first off, I'm not getting up at 5 in the morning because I haven't slept in two days. Yeah, and I don't even know where been up since I, Thursday and you're talking about Saturday morning. And secondly, we don't know where to go at 5 in the morning. We don't know where these cars are. Or who to talk to because th- to- that's just us taking cars at that point. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Tommy called somebody and he's like, hey, where's Adam's cars? He thinks you guys are bringing them out. Can you do something? And then he's like, I'm going to get a call back. And we lost Tommy. I don't know if he got the call back. Mm-hmm. But yes. somehow the cars showed up. Yeah, it is. But uh, if so you want a little, TK, by the a, way. Little mi- something. a little microcosm <laughs> of my life is, you know, in December, I'm having a conversation with a guy going, begging me to bring could we bring my two race cars my super valuable race cars to florida and display yeah. them at his car event and i go fine i say fine to everybody my whole thing for everyone is, is if you want to pay for the shipping you can have them and uh smash cut to standing inside the uh, hotel and him looking at us going i don't know where they are you find them and he just walked <laughs> away <laughs> then a second conversation later on that weekend where Who's responsible for getting the cars back to the trailer? 
And his answer, whoever enters the cars are responsible. So that's you. And then he walked away again. Except for we have no idea where the trailers are. It's as if somebody just parked your car in the middle of a golf course where you couldn't see anything but more golf course and trees around it and said, now go bring these back. <laughs> we have no idea what trailer or who and or And at anything. this point, we didn't know how they got there in the first place. Because we didn't arrange the trailer or the travel. Yeah, and then when, when TK called somebody and said, can you bring the cars out, and they made that happen, we don't know who he called or how they got there. They just showed up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so we couldn't go back to that guy and go, hey, thanks for bringing the cars out. Can right. you help us return them? Right. And we then, didn't know who it was. Like, oh, just, oh, oh. And then we'll tell you about the auction in one second. First, I'll tell you about Garage Boss. <laughs> oil, drain, pans. Oh, man. It's nice. Change your own oil, man. But the cleanup, pain in the butt, man. You don't need it. You need Garage Boss. Fits easy. Slides under there. And it's, it's storage and a receptacle at the same time. So it's this cool thing. And they make a lot of different sizes and configurations and everything else. But you don't have to do the thing where you put the pan under and then you yeah. dump it into the in, in, into the milk jugs trying to take it down to the recycling place. Yeah. It's one unit. Garage Boss. They do the oil drain pans. I got a full line of drain pans. They got no mess solutions. They got the uh, disposable tearaway sheets that are in the uh, integrated uh, funnels. Ooh, I like that because I always have the uh, don't use that funnel. Yeah, <laughs> I have the don't use that funnel and don't use that micro it's fiber. A- I see them going like they push one of my cars the other part and yeah. they go oh transmission fluid and they start going for the micro cloth. I'm like, <laughs> would you use a paper towel for that? <laughs> you know what the number one answer is. Oh, uh, this one was dirty. This one was dirty. All right. But now it's ruined. Like, yeah. And we have rolls of blue paper towels. I, I wash the microfibers. I well, we can them. too, but it's tough with the transmission the, fluid. The, on the funnels, it's like when you get the oil in there and, you're, mm-hmm. and you go put it on the shelf, and that's when all the dust over the next right. few weeks sticks. That's where, where I don't like to use it anymore. Right. So use the liners yeah. and recycle the oil. And what you should do is um, you should go, and it goes right from the... Oil pan to the recycling center. Super easy. Go to Amazon.com and just search Garage Boss. That's B-O-S-S. Amazon.com, Garage Boss, and buy one and, and bookmark us and click through us. So All right. the, uh, the race cars that you brought us. So to finish on that point, so you, you, that, you, know, you got the call. Bring the race cars. We'll display them. We're doing a Japanese theme for a portion of the show. It was great. The other thing we didn't know was your cars were being judged. Right in that class, right in, in, in a class. We didn't we didn't know that. We prepped the cars and brought them out there, right? You know, but we got them ready because you're gonna you know you drive them, you right. know. So it's got a seat for you and it's got the Sparco steering wheel for you and it's set up for you. Had we known it was going to be judged, you know, we would have put the Paul Newman seat in there and and made it more of the yeah the right <laughs> rims and tires. I had yeah. some I had some vague thoughts of that, but with whatever schedule I had, yeah. Going on, I was just kind of like, you know what, just screw it. And, and you know, Bill Warner was, again, he was our only contact. He was super busy. I sent an email. I was like, what should we expect? Where right. do we need to go? And it didn't get any response. <laughs> he told me he didn't really do email. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that explains it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll Guy tell you about a huge event. It doesn't do email. <laughs> tell you about the auction in a second. First, we'll talk to uh, Paul, 42, from Minnesota. Paul? Uh, hi, Adam. Um, I was kind of wondering, being a Southern California guy, how come we never really got into drag racing? 
I never liked the equipment that much. I, I fell in love initially. I mean, my earliest car thoughts as a little, little boy living in like outside of Cherry Hill, New Jersey, is I remember having a 118th scale or whatever, canary yellow matchbox, the bigger matchbox ones. The die cast. I had a uh, Dino Ferrari. And I looked at that thing and I thought, this yeah. is a great shape for a car. This is a great shape for a car. And I, you I didn't dug. Think, you didn't think, let's tub it, take it to the yeah, dragster? I, <laughs> I like the dragsters and the funny cars and all that kind of stuff. But I just sort of looked at it and went, I love this. And then later on, it kind of gave way to. Mulholland racers and slammed 510s and Z cars and Mini Coopers and stuff. We, so we, your street racing as a kid was more of like Mulholland, the windy road street racing. It wasn't like drag racing street racing. The street racing that took place, not that I owned a car, so the street race yeah. that I could watch, watch. or hear go tale of or, or, or go whatever. to high school yeah. with other guys who did it was Mulholland. Yeah. Not, now, there was another go down to Van Nuys. And go cruise on Wednesday night and then go to some back street or whatever they yeah, went. Yeah. I didn't go cruising. I didn't know anyone who had a car. I didn't have a car and didn't know anybody who had a car. Like Chris right. and Ray and my friends didn't own a car. That stuff was like rich guy. We Does were, Ray own one now? It's, it's good. Well, he has like half a truck <laughs> half out truck, there. That's right. I've seen it out there. But the point <laughs> is, is like drag racing and road racing and anything with the word racing, this would have required... Either A, money, or B, somebody's dad giving a fuck. Right. And right. we ha- were absent <laughs> either one of those things. I, you, Max and Pat, could you imagine my dad going, we're going down to Pomona to watch the uh, Gator, the Winter Nationals? <laughs> All drag, no racing. Okay. <laughs> That's right. All drag, no race. Yeah. That was my entire family. Was, but, but Dad didn't even have, like, a fairly decent car that at 16, 17-year-old Adam Carolla would, like, jack the keys to in the middle of the night and do, you know. No. My family is... <laughs> I, 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 I had this conversation... It, it clearly race I had this didn't. conversation <laughs> with the guy who was fucking cutting my hair yesterday... As you hear this, we're taping it earlier before I did my live show. He's just this guy out of New York, and he's like New Yorker. There's two types of hair guys. There's gay guy, and then there's butch New York dude. Yeah, yeah, cut hair. Yeah, barber. Know? Yeah, Not those are the guys who wear he's the leather barber. wrist bracelets for some reason. Like, I got to let people know I'm straight, you know. <laughs> and this guy's like, he's cutting the hair, and he's like, uh, so, man, big night. Yeah, yeah it's a live comedy. So, uh, whoa. What do your parents think about the comedy? The comedy. They into the comedy. They they push you toward the comedy. They you know you know steering you toward comedy. I'm like no, nothing, zero. Did, did anybody nothing else in the world? Ever. That's a legit zero. question. That's right, a safe right. question okay. for a guy hosting a comedy so, show. You do you do the carpentry though? You know all the carpentry stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what? Your dad? That's your dad's thing, or he do? Was he a contractor or something? No. Uh, but would you guys go do projects or something like that? So he got you got in. It got in the blood, right? I mean, how'd you get into the blood? You know, no. Nothing. That, but your dad had tools and stuff at the garage and everything? <laughs> no. Zero. Fucking zero. Less than zero. And everyone's like, what you, but he what liked building, right? I'm like, no, no, no. Nothing. Well, what's he think of this? Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. I have a, There's zero. I'm my mom is the least funniest human being on the fucking planet, and nobody knows less in building than my dad. That is it. End of. 
Find me someone who knows less about building than my dad, and I will suck your dick and cry. <laughs> Find someone who has a, a lesser sense of humor than my mom. I mean, I think it's between her and Janet Reno. But even Janet Reno with a glass of wine in her at a fucking party lets loose a little bit. There's nobody more serious and has less comic ability than my mother, and nobody has less building or car. I don't know what's yeah. lower, cars or building. If I was to put a gun to your head, Chris, my dad, building or cars? I could choose. Just pull the trigger, man. <laughs> this is a real bet. Go ahead and tweet in or hit our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> If you think you know anybody that does less Nobody. We challenge all you listeners. There's nobody that's less than this. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Now, with that explanation, there is no drag. There's no dragsters. There's no race cars. There's no anything. Paul's still on the phone. My dad didn't have a fucking four-in-one screwdriver. My dad didn't have a flathead screwdriver. Oh, did he have one of those pens Adam that does multiple going, colors? <laughs> I like I, those. I don't have a little retro his butt. Go ahead, Paul. Adam, Adam, don't you think that what you did, um, as we're talking today, what you did last night is you prepared, and then you got up there, you, you hit the tree, and then you executed it, and you got it done right at the line. Ooh, I, I mean, like that's that. kind of your thing, you know, as far as um, preparing and going out there, doing a good job, focusing, hitting the light. Going down the track, hitting all your shift points, and then, um, you know, yeah. finishing and winning. They call me the Connie That's Coletta crazy. of comedy. No, <laughs> uh, you're more like, uh, Who calls it that? oh, let me think. My mom? <laughs> my mom and my dad call me the, the Connie, Connie Coletta. Coletta. Of comedy. These two got to look up Connie Coletta now, <laughs> and then they'll get a laugh because I used alliteration. Connie the bounty Coletta hunter. comedy. You see? The bounty hunter. Who? The bounty hunter? Yeah, that was Connie Coletto. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. But we'll get them next time. And I've been to the drags before. All right. uh, Was Paul 42 or 82? I think he's 42, but I guess all that nitromethane. (laughs) Man. Doesn't Uh, do you right. I fired up one of those vintage racers. And man, race cars, those things make you cry. Vintage dragsters. Yeah. Yeah. The dragsters. All right, Gary. in the middle of it. Engine in front. Oh, scary. Huh. A no ma- mask? They have the crackle fest now, right? Oh, yeah. Jeez. All right. Uh, Gary, hang on a second. Uh, so we'll tell, you about the, uh, we'll tell you about the auctions. First, I'll tell you about rich uncles. A lot of uncertainty out there in the world. Mm. You don't want all your retirement uh, accounts all locked up, savings, sitting in the stock market. You need to diversify. Do it and do what I did. Look into richuncles.com. They're a REIT. They're a real estate investment trust. They own commercial property, collect rent from creditworthy tenants, and pay you a monthly cash dividend currently at 7%. And again, T-bills, whew, what are T-bills doing? Under half a percent? It's not even worth, it's not even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Recently featured in the Wall Street Journal. See that uh, article? Go there. Check it out. Go to richuncles.com and read what the Wall Street Journal had to say about rich uncles, and then you decide. Like any investment, has risk. It's not guaranteed. But rich uncles, read is a reggae tier two offering. That's richuncles.com. Or give them a call. Yeah, go to richuncles.com and read the Wall Street Journal ad, but uh, give them a call, 855-RICH-UNCLES, and start getting some return, man. And let them know you heard it here on CarCast. These are good sponsors. They want to know 
where they're hearing the good news. Rich Uncle's Read is seeking indications of interest concerning its Reg A Tier 2 securities offering. Any indication of interest involves no obligation or commitment of any kind. No money or other consideration is being solicited, and if sent in response, will not be accepted. No sales will be made or commitments to purchase accepted until the offering statement is qualified. This media outlet is being paid under $2,000 by Rich Uncle's for this single message. Okay, let's talk to Gary. Gary! Gary! Hey, how's it going? Good, man. I'm What's here, going man. on? Gary from Seattle. Hey, man. Uh, that's right. I am from Seattle. Ace Man, love to talk to you, man. I'm a huge fan. Matt, you're there too, right? Yes, I am. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, All good. right, hey, I mean, Adam, I loved you on uh, Build Stuff uh, live last night. Uh, it was awesome. Very Thank funny you. stuff. Thank you. Though I felt like I needed some uh, Ritalin by the end of it, man. You're bouncing all over the place. So yeah. Fun stuff. They need, they, <laughs> hey, look, hey, hold on one second. Max Pata. Uh, what do I tell you, or people who don't know comedy, what is their number one note? Just keep it, keep it rolling. Hurry up. Yeah. Make it shorter, make it faster. Yeah. More elements. Yeah. Right? That's the only note, because they can't give comedy notes because they don't know comedy. So it's like somebody, no pacing, yeah. it's somebody who can't read looking at your manuscript, manuscript and go, it's 300 pages, right? And they go, make it shorter. <laughs> that's their only. That's all they can do. So all notes you ever get in comedy, because nobody is good at comedy or they don't know comedy, but they don't want you to know that they don't know comedy. So the answer is faster, more elements, and faster. Then when you do the show, they go. Oh, it seemed like it was moving too fast. <laughs> and the reason it seemed like it was moving too fast is because their only note is more elements and faster. Am I ever wrong on any of these discussions I have with you, Max Pat? You have yet to be wrong. Right. And I understand how everything works, but yeah. I have to argue with everyone all along the way. It's part of it now. You know, it's interesting on that point, though, is, is I saw that firsthand again at Amelia when you were guys were editing the video on a Saturday night for the show on Tuesday you were doing. All of your comments were... It needs an extra beat. Give it an extra beat. Give it a little more tail. Or don't cut the setup off. Yeah, that, um, it's a joke. You got to have the setup. And once it has that that extra breath in it, you, it's funnier. It's funnier, and it gets it gets it allows you to kick in, allows oh, you to laugh at it oh. instead of just moving on to the next thing. Like every all of your comments, like it needs a little more tail. Needs give it an extra beat. It's funny. Trust me, it's good. What do I know? <laughs> I tell people all the fucking time, this is why I like being a carpenter, because when I'm a carpenter, nobody says shit, because I tell you what the reveal is, and I tell you what the layout is, and I tell you what the top plate is, or the treated bottom plate, and no one says shit. When it comes to comedy, it's all just everyone's opinion. Now, the reality is, the chasm between me and whoever I'm talking to about carpentry is even greater when I'm talking about comedy, except for they think they're right with me. That's the problem. So you go, I go, um, well, it needs to breathe. It needs to set up. It needs some tail. And yeah. they go, I think it needs to be faster and shorter and not have tail. So we're tied. <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the car show. Person who's never made a person laugh. Person, human being who's never made another person smile. Gets the exact same vote as the guy who walks out every night with no material and does 90 minutes in a theater. Same vote. Same thing. It is the exact equivalent of my mom, who's never paid taxes in her fucking life, gets the exact same vote that Richard Branson gets. I'll find someone who's from the Elon Musk gets, who's paid a billion dollars last quarter, 
my mother gets the exact same vote, and if it's if it's against his, his is canceled. She's never paid a penny. <laughs> I am not a fan of that system because it does not reward the people who are taking groundlings classes when Sweet Cheeks over here was in the third grade. You see? Yeah. It doesn't reward me for taking groundlings classes while you were in the fourth or fifth grade. It doesn't reward me who's doing open mics, trying to hone a skill, and you who have never made a human being smile. (laughs) Do you understand? I sort of feel bad for that other person pretty badly. (laughs) You wouldn't if you had to deal with them. (laughs) Yeah. You would not if you had to deal with them. You would have disdain for them. (laughs) And that's why when I said to everybody, I am going to cut this piece together two months ago, they said, we'll handle it in-house. And I said, I wish you could handle it in-house, but you can't (laughs) handle it in-house. And then they said, we have funny editors we work with. And I said, there's no fucking such thing as a funny editor. I've worked with all of them. None of them are funny. Well, we'll put our editor with our field producer, and they'll whack it up. And I said, okay, but it won't be good. So we can avoid this entire mess. Give us... Give, give us the the slips. Uh, give us the uh, give the give us the footage. Give us the hard drives, and me and Nate will go do it in my shop. And they said we have our own post facility over here. And I said okay. And then they handed us a super unfunny two minute and thirty five second version of that bit. And then I said okay. Well, Nate, now on Saturday, you and I will have to be in Amelia Island cutting this thing together. <laughs> Midnight, 36 hours before, 48 hours before the I show. said a million <laughs> times, Max Pata, I don't mind the part where me and Nate no. do it ourselves. I mind the part where you don't listen for the first two months of the conversation we and, have. And someone on the other side thinks you're a dick in the whole process because you're the one who said, send it to me, and then you sent it, and then you didn't like it, and you got to do it again. And you were right. But now they're like, Adam is high maintenance. It can go no other way. I will explain to you how it's going to go two months in advance, and then we can do it, or we can be at Amelia Island Saturday night in our hotel room working on it. Max Pat, it's weird, right? That's super weird. Think it's weird? Yeah. Because you know how I am? Hey, guy who's an expert at engine rebuilding, go ahead, do it. Good, you do it. That's fine, because you're good at what you do. Am I going to get a good engine or rear end out of this? Yeah. Guy's an expert. Good. Go do it. I'm fucking going home and having a beer. Have fun. Yeah. I like that. I would like to not do this myself. (laughs) I would love to not do it myself, but that's an impossibility. And I'm aware of that. And I've come (laughs) here and I have I have made my peace with there's no such thing of go shoot for two hours at a hardware store and then go give it to your funny editors and field producers and come up with anything that's halfway decent. I tried it at the man show a million times. I did it with Dancing with the Stars. I've done it every single time. It's an impossibility. Now that we're aware of that, let's move forward. No, no. You have to relive it every single time. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Gary, right. on the phone? This whole Sorry, right. Your phone. All right, yeah. This is hey, all hey, on hey, you, thanks buddy. For validating, <laughs> thanks for validating how I felt about that with your uh, comedic genius right there. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, my question... <laughs> My question is, you seem to give uh, a bunch of crap to guys who build up their Jeeps for off-roading. You've said mm-hmm. things like they, uh, they never get uh, use out of that equipment while they're sitting in traffic with the rest of the cars. So my question is, 
how is this any different than your Jag that you can drive 170 miles per hour, your race cars that you build up for special purpose? I might actually say that building up a Jeep at least lets people drive that Jeep on road and then be able to go use it off-road for special purpose needs. So, like, why do you give a shit? All right, couple things. First off, I don't think the race car analogy is an apt one because you can't drive it down the four hundred five well, and then go. They're, to the they're built to go race, and we try to get out and race them. So that's that's not an apt analogy. But I'll go with you with the Jag or the you All know right. that goes one hundred and seventy miles an hour. Uh, I don't like sitting in traffic anymore than the next guy, but we do try to get it up, stretch its legs, you know, going driving from Sacramento or going up north or whatever it is. And, you know, it's an overall product. It's the interior. It's the luxury. It's the ride. It's the whatever. But I agree. You know, you want a Corvette driving in L.A. traffic. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I, I, get, right. yeah. I get it's a waste of time. I don't have a beef per se, with the guys who put the suspension lift and they start trying to fix this mic. They do a, a body lift and a suspension lift and a blah, blah, blah. And then they take it out on the weekends and do some rock climbing or something yeah. something like that. that that's, right. that's good. Good times. Yeah, that's good for me. That's good for me. I personally, if I had to do, I hate the off-road tires on-road and the whining and all that kind of stuff. I personally get the Jeep modify the jeep work on the jeep and then just get like a prius and just go go to work and back in the prius ah, that, so we are simpatico that would All be right. that would be me i have no beef ab- about that jeep product i cannot stand now i don't mind the old i don't mind the old school stuff on, just, yeah. let's focus on just the wrangler how about just the wrangler can you get on board with uh, that I, well, uh, uh, to me the wrangler is purpose-built like it is the best little yeah. off-road vehicle you do but for every it guy is. in la running around and the jeep never leaves beverly hills i i mean i don't really see the the, the point it's loud and you, you know once with the soft top and like adam said if you start putting the the mud tires on it, and it's loud, but you never go in the mud. Like, if you can only afford the one vehicle and your thing is going in the dirt on the weekends, then great. I'm for you. I'm with you. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a pretty big enthusiast. I, I even have my own little podcast called uh, the Northwest Jeep Cast. And I'm just Gary a little a fledgling <laughs> podcaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so, uh, well, you know, go, nowhere well, up near your. Near well, your anyone who's listening, go check it out. Give it another plug. Uh, it's called the Northwest Jeep Cast. Uh, because I'm up here in Seattle, we kind of focus on the uh, the trails that are out here nearby. But but we do we do uh, venture into Northern California, Utah area, go over to Moab, and we hit the biggest trails uh, that we can. Uh, and we have a ton of fun. My my co-host is also named Gary, so it's kind of funny that we're the uh, Gary and Gary show. And uh, thanks thanks for giving me a moment to talk about this, Adam. Sure, Gary, you sound like a cool dude. And uh, and, <laughs> and I, I like look, I I like anybody. Who's using or doing or anything, anything. If you're out doing it and using it, so be it. I don't care if it's a Jeep or roller skates or a treadmill. Like yeah. if you're, Gary's it, doing it right. He's got the Jeep, he's doing a, it right. It's a kind of thing where it's like, if you got a treadmill and it's in your bedroom and you're just hanging clothes on it and it's been there for two years, get it out. Yeah. And and. And, and if you're going to if you're going to argue with me, I don't have a lot of respect for you. But if you say you run on it five days a week, I run on good, good yeah. for you. That's okay. good. I, I don't. It's not really whether I approve or disapprove. It's like, do you get out and do it? I, I these guys who you know get the dualies, put the lift kit on it, put the fun and mud tires on it, and you can tell just by the looks of the thing, it's never been off road. They're just 
pumping up and down the highways, wearing out the asphalt. The, I'm like, the, I, the you're getting six miles is, uh, to a gallon. Is your buddy Lightning from K Rock? He's got a lifted super monster dually. That truck is badass, but uh, it it just goes oh. to car washes and car shows. I sort of look at it as the guys with the. Tech. I like Lightning a lot. He's cool, but I like Lightning just, too. But I don't get that. I just don't. I, I mean, for him, I guess it's a project vehicle and it's a promotional vehicle. Oh, yeah. and sponsors, look, but uh, the, the yeah, next yeah. thing is is yeah. But there's a guy. Look, there's the tattoo artist, and then there's the idiot who's getting sleeved. The idiot who's getting sleeved, just an idiot getting sleeved. The tattoo <laughs> artist gets paid. So, like, if, if if that's part of your business, yeah, I don't I don't have a beef with you. If you're just the idiot yeah, getting yeah. sleeved, then you're just the idiot who's getting sleeved. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about Geico, and then we'll get into this uh, auction. Oh, thing. the auctions. Uh, everyone's got the to-do list. You got to drop off the dry cleaning. You got to pick up uh, some milk. Whatever you do, how about save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? Don't have to drop anything off or pick anything up. Go to Geico.com. 15 minutes. Could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. That is Geico.com. Take a couple minutes. Get a little extra walking around money. And it's easy. Go to Geico.com. Spend a couple minutes. Save uh, some buku bucks. Geico.com. So we had the two cars that were going to auction. Yeah. The Islero and the 350 GT. I would say when you go into these auctions, you have a kind of a expectation level which can go from A to B to C to D to F. And you it's really just an expectation or a, a hopefulness. But you don't really, you know, look, car could sell for 300 it could sell for 250 it could sell for two. Car could sell for six hundred. It could sell for seven fifty. It could sell for anything in between. Yeah. And you sort of have this sort of mindset going in, which is, boy, I hope it's not you know a C minus or a D, meaning you know both cars get low to the bottom of the reserve. I hope it's an A, but I'll take a B or B minus yeah. or whatever. That mean you know the one car's you know I don't know six to seven fifty. Uh, obviously, an A is 725, 750 or something like that. You know, to me, B, B is like 675 to 7, something there and there. Yeah. And then you're thinking D, that's got to be like 6 or 6, 650 or something like that. That's kind of your expectation right. level. And you do that with all your, you know, whatever. And we had two cars. Uh, I would say we walked away to D minus. Probably a D minus. Probably a D minus. When you throw in the return fees for hauling the car back, <laughs> D minus. Yeah. Uh, the black car did not sell. Did not sell. The blue car, the Islero. In some ways worse. In some ways worse because I found out that there was a silver Islero that was going. At another at, auction the day before. The day before. I think it was Thursday, actually, for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I, I yeah. don't remember. We, our our days are all screwed up. But it was going on Thursday. It was a silver Solero. Yeah. And I remember looking at pictures of it. And that car in silver doesn't look great. It was like a silver with a kind of beigey interior or something, a brown interior. And it just it didn't present that well. And I could just tell from going to enough auction websites when it, when it says, like, good driver or whatever, like, yeah. kind of code for a little bit rundown. Yeah. 
And you'll see a little cut. Well, look, when the car's been freshly restored, it'll say fresh, you know, rotisserie restoration That's done right. by marquee experts. So many experts, miles, so blah, many blah. hours on it since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. They'll provide some pictures of the car, bare metal, blah, 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 blah. Sure. So you can tell, looking pictures of the engines, that the valve covers are wrong or whatever it is. And I remember just going... Well, that's a fairly weak example of the car we just had detailed and looks amazing and that's sort of medium dark blue. Yeah. So I went, okay, good. We got a good apples to apples. It's not an S. It's just an Islero. The catalog estimates for both cars were the same. So we thought, you know what? This is... This is a slam dunk. If the silver one the, sells, the, this is a good jumping off This is a really point. good indication of what you can expect from your car. Right. Uh, that car sold for two twenty five, and you say, "Oh, that's a little low." And you go, mm, "But let's look at it." the The low bid was two fifty, or the low catalog was two fifty. When you add the ten percent onto the two twenty five, you get right, right so to the 250. hammer price is two twenty five. Right, but with the fee, it's two fifty. All right. And that was a worse example in a, in, a, in a boring color of my car. So, you know, if that car went for two twenty five, Mike could go for two fifty, two sixty five, two seventy. It's a right, much nicer, right where we want it, right nicer where we example. It. Yeah. Right. Uh, that car went on Thursday, and our car's going Saturday. Our car's going prime time. This car went Thursday. Yeah. Same weekend, same island, and at lesser version. That car went for two twenty five. Ours went for two twenty. I was like, <laughs> "Why?" And the guy who bought it, I said, "I, I said, I know, I know, I know." He went and looked at that other car, yeah. and I, I said to the guy, perfectly nice guy from Austin, I said, "You must have you're 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 spending six figures on his Lero. You must have been aware of the other car, and you must have checked it out." And he's like, "Yeah." I looked at it. I'm like, "What'd you think?" Didn't like it. Didn't like it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. he literally went and looked at it, and his Laro buyer and just went, "This is weak," and then paid five grand less for my much nicer car. <laughs> much nicer car. <laughs> the guy was so that happy. Went the on guy was Saturday so happy. at the big auction in the big hotel in the middle of the island with all the eyeballs, twice on as it. many people, three times as much press. The guy was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should, that's everyone's dreams. Go look at the crappy version, and they'll get the yeah. nice version cheaper. Even just do that math like, with that was prostitutes. A good buy. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, "All right." And the black car didn't sell, and now we have to pay to ship the black car back. It's awesome. Okay. See, first yeah. world problems, people. All right, everybody, uh, check out <laughs> No Safe Spaces with me and Dennis uh, Prager, Cal State Northridge. Available now on iTunes and Amazon, amcurl.com. Just buy it's like. Four ninety nine, and it's a good 100-minute lecture, so check that out. Doing the Trans Am West Coast Championship Series. That's uh, next weekend or this weekend or next weekend. Next weekend. Coming up yeah. quick. Check that out. That'll be fun. Uh, you can check out Adam Carolla and Friends Build Stuff Live Tuesday, 10 o'clock on the Spike. Carolla drinks. Say That's hi to Lynette. Got the Mangrian out. 24-hour war. Let's not miss that. Go to chassis, chassy.com, shift and steer. Matt's uh, podcast, World Digital Podcast One. So, till next time, Adam Carolla for Matt DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.